0: Welcome to the Class of the Little Sass podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Millspaw, best-selling author and award-winning motivational speaker with over 20 years in the personal development industry. I believe that the more you know, the more you grow. With each podcast episode, I will educate and empower you girlfriend to girlfriend style on how to create a happy life. From motherhood guidance, career and business advice, to feeling confident in your relationships and everything in between. This is Real Talk Radio. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hey there, girlfriends and guy friends. I know you're here. I know I'm I know I'm not just speaking to females. I'm aware. So today's episode, I'm just going to jump in here. Three ways to lead yourself. And I want you to, to really absorb this leading with confidence mindset piece. And that's what I do for women through my books, platform and so on, podcasts, blogs, all the things. Is I want you to lead with confidence, true leaders, have you ever seen someone that just kind of exudes this confidence, and you, you, they might even be going in the wrong direction, but they're so confident that they need to go up to up, you know, to this next stop sign and make a left. They're positive; it's to the left, and you're like, okay, well, they seem pretty, pretty clear on where they're going. They're pretty confident about their directions that you'll follow them, even though in your heart you're like, wait, I think we're supposed to turn right. That's what leading with confidence looks like, even when you are unsure of yourself a little BS has to be involved, right? Sometimes we have to fake it until we make it. But aside from that, I want to just kind of enroll you. I don't want those that are hearing, oh, this is about leadership, I'm gonna tune out because that's not who I am, Carrie. I'm really kind of more of a follower type. I don't wanna stand out, I don't wanna be in the spotlight. I just wanna be a wallflower or be a spectator in life. I don't really wanna jump into the game. And I'm speaking to you also. I'm not just speaking to that personality type that loves the spotlight, has to be in it all the time. That is not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about first getting to know who you are, how to lead yourself, and then lead others. If your life, and I'm speaking to those that are a little unhappy right now, if your life looks kind of messy right now, and who doesn't have a little mess in their life? I don't think it's, there's, is there such thing as everything going perfect? Even when everything is going perfectly, you're, you're looking for that, that one problem because it just feels almost uncomfortable when things are going well and don't do that. Don't self-sabotage your happiness. I'm saying that to myself, literally pointing at Carrie as she says that, cause I'm just as guilty. Don't go looking for problems when there aren't any problems. But if you're looking for like just change, It's the same path, Carrie. I have the same result every time. The same thing happens at work. The same thing happens at home. The same thing happens when I try to have a goal or I keep trying to strive for better or correct something in my life. And instead I end up in the same place. You feel kind of like you're lost in the woods and you keep circling back to the same spot. Like I've already been here. I can see my tracks in the snow. It's the worst feeling sister. I feel you. I feel you. I've been there. I have I have so many journals that I keep in a drawer and there's a reason why I don't pick them up and read any of them. They were a place to just discard emotions and and feelings without having to really reread through them. And I can already tell what they say. I'm sick of hearing those journal entries too. I'm sick of the, oh, I really suck at this. I suck at love lives i have failed relationships or i suck at money i never seem to have enough or i'm always in debt or i suck at careers i really I, I just keep getting let go or laid off or no one sees my value or i can't i never get the promotion what is it that that's your journal entry if you are a journalist and you might not be if you're into journaling i guess journalist isn't the right word that's a career but if you might be into journaling like me at times i like to capture some special moments, write their dates down, little milestones, to remind myself that I'm headed in the right direction and that great things do happen. Because we tend to just naturally focus on the negative. But if you're that type of person that likes to journal and you you catch yourself repeating that same venting, angry energy, it's time to course correct. It's co- today is your, this is your sign, sister. This podcast is your sign. It's time to course crea- course correct and shift. Because I also go through this pattern where this is there, that dumb story shows up and says, I always suck at this part of life. I'm not ever going to get this. It's for everybody but me. I'm just going to suck because I'm just not good at X, Y, Z, whatever that is. You fill in the blank. I can be just as guilty. So learn with me, grow with me, learn from my mistakes, walk with me through this process as you course correct. So you can have more happiness. And you thought this podcast was going to be about just about leadership and all boring corporate vibes, right? Wrong. Leading is not just for the executives. Leading looks a lot like a mother that just wants her family to eat better. So she decides to start buying food and eating it in front of them that's healthier. Not dictator-like. Okay. There's a difference between leadership and dictatorship. Dictatorship, of course, gives you zero choices, zero inspiration. You don't get to choose on your own. This is the direction we're going like it or leave it too bad. We're going. That is not leadership. That's dictatorship. Okay. So we're going to use those two terms. Leadership is leading by example. And a lot of the times, you know, if you want your family to eat healthy, you're going to use this reference for starters you've got to be the leader. You're the mama. You're the grocery getter. Sometimes. I know sometimes it's dad and I get it. There's a lot of single parents out there. Sometimes it's you, dad. I get it. I'm high-fiving you. You do You do the best you can do too. And you're going to learn something from this as well. That's the key. You've got to lead with inspiration and by example. But how do we get there? So we have to go backwards a step. First, you have to know yourself. And you have to lead yourself with your head by using your head to lead others you have to use your heart and always touch a person's heart before you ask for a hand i love that leadership quote it's so good i'll say it again to lead yourself use your head to lead others use your heart always touch a person's heart before you ask for a hand that's true leadership now the headpiece is first you to know yourself. What are, what is, what's the reality of what I'm doing right now? What am I doing right now that is going in the direction I don't want to? Am I, is my health really bad? And I'm choosing bad habits and I'm choosing to not be active. I'm choosing to eat all the wrong foods. I'm choosing unhealthy habits, maybe you know that's eating late before bed whatever that looks like eating a lot of sugar carbohydrates a lot of processed foods what does that look like and i'm and i'm frustrated with myself because i'm not healthy i don't feel good in my body i don't have the energy to chase my kids or hike that day or whatever that looks like instead of just beating yourself up over and over again how about we get in the driver's seat and start to lead yourself out of this situation Now, what we don't realize is once we start to lead ourselves, we naturally create followers. Your following could be an audience of one or a thousand plus. Easy. That's not the that's not even the number doesn't matter. The the number is irrelevant in this situation. The point is you led yourself, and when people watch you make a difference in your life, you inspire them to do the same. That's where it's like, I love what you did with your life. If you can do it, I can do it. See the heart piece comes into play. Like, oh, you got healthy. Good for you. That is so awesome. How, how did you do that? But you know, baby steps, I chose different. I started, I just one day woke up and was like, no, all done. Let's start new processes. And it's just a baby step process, of course. It's not overwhelming, A little piece at a time. Like maybe getting better sleep and then I'm going to start eating more protein. This is me. I'm totally speaking about myself right now. Maybe I'm going to get to more activity and exercise and, you know, take advantage of the gym that's next door within walking distance. And because I feel so good afterwards and and I really just want my body to feel good. I just want to feel good. It's The losing weight and looking better is a side effect of all of that but I know if I'm going to start to do it, you start to motivate others around you. My daughter's like, Oh, I want to come too, mom. You know, like, Oh, I want to go. And it's just, it's just a a ripple effect. You naturally become a leader by default because you first chose to lead yourself. There's been so many situations in my life where I would get angry and grumpy about my environment and the people I attracted in just my circle of friends. And I was like, what? Well, is it me? Maybe it's me. Why do I always attract friends? This is when I, back when I lived in Las Vegas, I'm attracting friends that want to go to parties and clubs and I just, it's Vegas. I get it. And it's in our backyard, but do we have to participate? I really don't like club pools and loud music and obnoxious people and crowds. I'm an empath. I want to go where the energy's good. I want to feel my own emotions, not all the crazy around me. I don't want to absorb everybody else's craziness. I want to have my own pure filter on at all times. So I started to make a difference. I started to say no. When friends would come to me, do you want to go here, do that, do this? No, no thanks. I'm going to stay inside and, you know, maybe go on a hike instead or read a book, do something in nature, go for a walk, self-reflect all the yummy things that introverts like myself do. But it wasn't because I didn't want to see my friends. I did i love my friends. I have a small circle, but those people that I led into that circle are really special to me. They matter. And it hurt to say no in the process, but guess what started to happen? They started to see it from the outside. They started to see their own life through my lens and thought, you know what? You're right. I don't feel more fulfilled after going to this club either, or I don't, this pool day pool garbage crap that happens in Vegas isn't fulfilling. In fact, I feel gross now because I just day drink. You know, day drinking is so, ugh, makes me mad. It's like, you wanna feel like crap today? Go drink something at noon, you know? Go have some alcoholic beverage for breakfast. It ruins your whole day. Next you know you're just napping on a lawn chair somewhere. It's just not healthy and I hated the pattern and I felt like because I lived in Las Vegas, I needed to participate in the garbage around me. Quickly, I learned early on I'm going to say, no, I need to feel good today. I don't like those days that I participate in those activities. I don't like how Carrie's leading herself. So I took a stand and then my friends started to show up differently. They started inviting me to more wholesome activities, hikes, things that was just friends to do, do things together. Um, less and less drinking involved. I mean, like alcohol was the common denominator in Las Vegas. It was always something stupid where you're numbing your feelings and living inauthentically and choosing unhealthy practices. So I chose to be the leader. Guess what? Did I have to go pick a whole new group of friends? Actually, no. And yes, your friendship circle is always gonna evolve and grow and change with you. But what ironically happened was the strong ones, the close ones I had, they didn't fall away because sometimes that's what we're afraid of. If I make these life choices, I'm gonna lose someone in the process. It's okay. They'll either step up, walk with you, or walk away from you. And you have to be okay with this, especially if it's a healthy choice. If you're choosing to drink less or exercise more or consume less unhealthy activities and focus more on your own growth, the beauty of all of that is you're gonna win still at the end, whether they come with you or not. If you're choosing a healthier path, you're going to have to lose a little bit of that unhealthy behavior and circle and let them go by the wayside. It just is what it is. You're going to have to be okay with that. You are on a way or on a path to a better version of yourself. Losing a few friends along the way is just going to have to be okay. Just going to have to be okay. I chose a healthier version of me and I lost an ex-husband in the you know, or I lost a husband, I should say. Now ex-husband of, um, of over 15 years. I had to choose me. I wanted better. I wanted more. I wanted to work on myself. I didn't want someone to make me feel like garbage because I wanted to expand and grow as a human in my personal development without being pulled backward by a negative person. So it happens. It happens and you have to be okay with it. But the good news is a lot of the time they will lead or follow, become a follower. You've inspired them. So, First, you have to lead yourself. What does that look like? First is a really do a deep dive of you. Who do you, who are you? What do you want? What do you like? I learned early on, not early enough that I'm an empath. I don't like certain environments. They make me feel yucky. I need to be in a calmer environment. I, I, I don't mind going out, but I can only do it, you know, for a few hours and I'm good. I want to go back home and regroup. I need to have quieter spaces. I need alone time to regroup and process my emotions and feelings. Make sure they're my emotions that I'm feeling. Process the event. I'm one of those slower people that process things as we go. I just learned this morning that my my uncle passed away, which was my dad's older brother, and it hasn't hit me yet. You know, it sounds cold to talk about it like this. I cheered up a little bit of the thought of, gosh, he's being greeted by his wife, his brothers, his sisters that have all passed already. Jesus is going to be greeted by Jesus. And I couldn't feel bad because I, I knew he was in pain. I knew it would be selfish to keep him here, but I couldn't feel bad. I did, I teared up at the thought of how exciting he's gets to be with my uncle, my other uncle, and they love to golf together. Are they golfing right now in heaven? I mean, what does that look like? So there's a part of me that's rejoicing, but there's there's that other part that's like, as the memories start to bubble up i know what i will i will take my time to just cry it out you know it's i'm a, a processor it's how my it's how god made me i don't i take a little while to absorb things it takes some time to get some quiet and just go what's going on what's showing up in my emotions why do i feel this way so you might be that way too so sit with yourself know yourself get clear on what makes you happy what is it that you really want if you really want to be a healthy person and I'm gonna keep using this one over and over again because I think we can all relate to this one why do you keep doing the same patterns I want to be healthy for my kids I want to live a long healthy life okay but why are you still choosing all the unhealthy patterns and behaviors so you have to take that look go deep with it I'm starting to wean myself off of sugar and Not easy to do, especially since this is literally around the time Halloween just happened this past week, but in the holidays, God help us, all the sweets show up. I don't get the enjoyment anymore. I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't even crave it. Why am I eating it? I don't want this. It's making me feel sick. So I know I'm onto something. I'm finally getting over that hump of that sugar detox and we are addicted to it clearly. But I'm going to, I know that I start to trim off sugar, start to exercise more, eat more protein, eat healthier, sleep better. Those things will just drink less. You know, all those things will start to create a healthier version of me. Making sure my hormone replacement therapy that I have been doing for, I don't know, this past year or so as I go into perimenopause or I'm in perimenopause, how to, you know, keep, keep aging backwards. I want to, feel good at all times. I've always been working on the aging backwards part. I just fall off the wagon from time to time, which sucks. Side effects are nasty. It's called tighter clothes and all the things and lower energy. So I'm working on that piece, but I need to learn about Carrie. I need to figure out that piece of me. Where do I want to go? Again, I start doing it. You don't have to brag about it. You not have to post anything on Facebook or social media, Instagram, wherever, TikTok. You don't have to post about it. Just live it. Just live it. You will naturally become a leader again, even if the audience is just one person. But if you have an audience of thousands or you're running a team, or I'm speaking to that person who is an executive, the good news is is your energy, your traits, your patterns and behaviors and routine is going to be picked up by your team. It's motivational to them. Trust me they're inspired by you. They're looking to you already for leadership in the workplace. If you showcase good traits like, okay, today's date night, me and my, my partner are are cutting out early, making this a priority. Our relationship comes first. You've just inspired your whole team to do the same thing with their partner and their love life. Or if you're, I remember being on a, a call with my Microsoft client and we pulled in another person quick and he was on a Peloton bike during the time we pulled on this guy, you know, another teammate into this conference call and he's literally on his Peloton. We're like, sorry, we're interrupting work, work time right now, but look at you, you know, you've got a bike in your office. And a lot of them, a lot of my clients have the, the walking, um, treadmill so they have the stand-up desk with the treadmill so that they're consistently moving because it's so good for you. it's so much better than just sitting all the time. So that's motivating. all of a sudden all everybody in my team started to get one of those treadmills with the stand-up desks. I bought the treadmill I didn't get the stand-up desk so I'm halfway there. So see how inspiring you can be you're just trying to do something for yourself and you ended up leading from the front. okay so going into the three ways to lead yourself. First step, which I've been talking about, is really to invest in yourself. While it's true that a lot of leaders already possess a lot of these natural traits, sometimes it just comes naturally. Doesn't it Seems like that person just jumps out of bed and goes to the gym? I don't know if I ever want to be that person. I like calm, quiet mornings. I like to embrace my day slowly. But think of also, you know, the rest of their skills and knowledge are honed through hard work. It's just how can they work on themselves? You've got to invest in yourself if you want to lead others. That's literally step 1. Who are you? How do you want to lead? We lead people even through to our bad habits, unfortunately, as well. We give them a pass of here you go. Yeah, I eat too much sugar too. Here you go, here's some chocolate. You know, it's like that's not a good that you know, again, you're leading people either to the peak of the mountain or down in the valley. Which direction do you want to go? And another way to lead yourself so you can lead others is to lead by example or say, I'm leading from the front. And that's, again, the example I showcased where I was done with clubs and partying and all that crap. I just was done. I wanted to lead from the front and some friends followed and some fell off, you know, by the wayside, but it's okay. It's okay. Another trait of ways to lead yourself is to be ready to be wrong. You're not always going to get it right. And you know, isn't it almost kind of in a sexy way, super attractive when a leader admits they're wrong? I don't know what it is. I think it's because sometimes we associate leadership with dictatorship and we think that they're like this almighty person that can never be wrong. And we put these people on a pedestal, which is super unhealthy. But if you take a look and realize, like I've had clients that have done this, I've watched them lead their team because I coach a lot of executives and directors and such, and they If they just say, you know what? I could be wrong about this as they present whatever, but I want to say this and you know and I'm, and I'm, and please someone keep me honest. They'll ask the field or the team, keep me honest. I could be in the wrong here. Isn't that an attractive trait? Then, uh, nope, nope. I've always, it's always been this. Nope, nope. We can't change my mind. I'm very narrow-minded. This is how I have to be. I'm, you know, like super hyper-focused that I'm right always. I'm never wrong. Who wants to... Who wants a leader like that? I'm looking for a leader that wants to be, you know, more authentic and open and transparent and admits they're wrong when they're wrong. It's an attractive trait to have that vulnerability. So getting into this state, where are you at in your life? Are you looking for a promotion at work? Maybe you want to open a business. Maybe you want to start a brand, whatever that looks like, personal branding. Maybe you want a side hustle. Maybe you're just tired of your relationships that you're in. They're just garbage. They seem to always go the same direction or a marriage you've been in for 20 plus years. And you're like, you know what? Nothing's changing, Carrie. I don't know what to do. I, I, just, I complain about it all day to my friends. Guess what? That doesn't do much. It, it feels good to vent, but it's not productive. It's not a strategy that works. I've never heard anyone say, I complain so much that the problem just fixed itself magically. Like someone's going to come down some fairy godmother with their magic wand and fix it. Complaining <laughs> complaining's never resulted in a solution. Seeking solutions and maybe asking advice outside of yourself in the form of I just need to share this. Do you have any advice for me? Or or what do you think of this solution strategy I thought of? This is what I'm going to do. Doesn't that feel so much better than just complaining, just plain old bitching? Doesn't that feel better to say, I'm going to pull aside a friend. I'm going to talk this through. What did, what do you think coming from, you know, let's just say, and I'll put this out there, a friend that's been successfully married for married for 20 plus years versus me just getting back out there in the dating world, what does that look like? Even though I have 19 years with one person in my life, I have a chapter where I was, and longevity wasn't happy, (laughs) but it was long. Uh, Longevity doesn't mean they're successful marriages, just saying, they're just a badge of honor. Like, yep, I endured this person for 25 years. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a true companionship somebody with you know the commonality and the compatibility and all the good stuff that's in it with me i'm looking for pure bliss happiness it's not going to always be awesome but i'm looking for someone that's in it because it's work but it's so rewarding when both people put the effort in that's what i'm looking for so i would in my terms so i don't keep going through the same circles of sabotage and meeting the wrong people and allowing disrespect in my love life. I'm gonna ask someone that's got a successful relationship. They're gonna be real about it. They're like, look, there's pitfalls in relationships. It's not all pretty. It's not the highlight reel everyone thinks it is on social media. It takes work and I'm aware of that. Again, I was in a relationship for 19 years. So look outside yourself. That's way better than me just bitching and complaining. Oh, there's no good men to date. I always seem to find the same kind of jerk or whatever that's not going to solve anything. I look outside myself for those that have knowledge in an area so I can learn from them because I don't want to repeat patterns, not the unhealthy ones anyway. If I have a good healthy pattern of getting up and going to work out, that's a good pattern to repeat. The unhealthy ones need to go away. We need to bury those. So I need to learning to lead yourself first making that head knowledge again lead yourself use your head lead others use your heart always touch a person's heart before you ask for their hand how am i leading with my head i'm getting strategic i'm writing down what i want because guys it's november 5th as i'm recording this we are approaching a new year very fast 2024 will be here what do i want that to look like i love this part because i get to look back and see i accomplished some great things this year Oh man, did I hit some big ones ones I didn't even write down. Big milestones this year. I love putting it in writing at the beginning of the year and just letting things unfold as the year goes by. Quarter to quarter. It's kind of how I track things and where I'm at on some of my my milestones I want to create. So where can you do that? Let's get in our heads. Who are you? What do you want? Where can you control? your outcome you can't force another person to have feelings for you but you can control how you react maybe it's relationship you know in your marriage or you're dating like me or whatever that looks like where can I control this outcome I can focus on me and where I need to grow maybe I need to improve my communication maybe I need to be more vulnerable maybe I need to you know just lean in a little bit more not be so avoidant that's kind of my pattern things look scary, I run away because I don't want to get hurt. Um, where can I lean in instead of running away? Doing the opposite. Do you see how you kind of can shift and change your routine? Where else can you learn from yourself? What's What else do you want to change? Is it your money situation, your spending habits? We're getting right up on Christmas here, the holidays, where we all tend to overspend a little bit, myself included. And now that I live closer to family, I'm probably going to do more overspending. Don't have to ship all these presents now. I think it's kind of cool. But where can we be different? I also want to get rid of credit card debt. That's climbed up a little bit in the last couple months moving across the country and taking on a lot of extra expenses while I took a break from clients. You know, like less income, more coming in, more outcome going out. How can I balance that a little bit? I can't, I'm not going to sit and complain about it where can I put, you know, kind of put my head into the game and go, you know what, Carrie, here's some patterns. Maybe you should eat out a little less, a little less Amazon, a little less impulse shopping online. It's so easy to just click that, tap that app and have something show up at your house. It's just too easy. Now I let it sit for a while in that shopping cart, think it through. I might change my mind. I don't like to impulse buy. Same with groceries, other things. There's ways I can budget myself. Lead from the front. And if I get structured in my own spending habits, my own way of doing business, life, whatever that looks like, perhaps I will inspire my daughter to do the same or anyone else around me, my clients, and so on. Then you've learned to lead yourself. Once you know yourself, what you want to change, you create that structure game plan and how to lead yourself out of it. Sometimes we have to lead ourselves out of a situation or lead ourselves with self-help, get a therapist. Gosh, everybody should have some type of self-help guru in their corner. Even if it's just learning something from a podcast like I'm doing with you today, constantly grow. Put that put that effort into yourself. It is so powerful. There's too much knowledge out there for self-help between podcasts, YouTubes, Instagram, whatever that looks like. There's just so much Well, I'm a podcaster or a YouTuber. Those are the two platforms I suggest learning from. But With that being said, there's no excuses, guys, not to grow and learn and expand. Learn from someone that's already done it ahead of you. Keep keep, Keeping that same pattern of doing a circle around yourself, of literally running yourself into the ground and, and repeating bad behaviors and patterns isn't going to help anyone. You will be in the same spot a year from now because you're focused too much on the bad, or the door that closed behind you, instead of locking it and keeping it behind you, you've just sitting there staring at that closed door. How many of us have done that? and Contemplated it so long, you missed the door God opened for you. He's ready to give you next, the next thing, the next big thing, the next new thing, the next version of you. What does that even get to look like? Isn't that kind of cool? Like sit with me in that. I don't wanna just be a leader, I wanna lead myself first. And if I lead others, that's just the side effect, it's a default. How awesome is that? I wanna first lead me, I wanna see what that next version of Carrie gets to look like. Because I kinda buried a version back in Vegas when I moved back home to Traverse City. I'm gonna let her go. She learned a lot, I'm gonna take the good, leave the bad, create a new version of myself. I don't want to repeat any bad behaviors or patterns that I had there, bad habits. I want to grow and expand into a healthier version of me. Life is too short. It goes so freaking fast. Life's too short to keep doing the same self-sabotage circle, quitting something and picking it back up again, quitting a bad behavior and then picking it back up again. Why? Don't you love yourself enough to stop? Jesus loves you enough for you to stop. If we could just love ourselves enough like God, you know, just give ourselves some grace and forgiveness and some unconditional love, that can go a long ways. Jesus has compassion for you. Don't beat yourself up. Try again. That's all you gotta do. Don't beat yourself up. I, 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 I need to put a mirror in front of myself as I say this because I swear to God, I will beat myself up. I will do this shame game of, Look at you. You'll never be this. You'll always do that. This is your story. You get to do this. You're, you're just meant to be this always. You're going to always be single. You're always have challenges around financial abundance. These are dumb stories to have. I'll never get the job of my dreams or I'll never have the family I always wanted, the family dynamic, the husband, wife, family vibe that I've always wanted. I did have it for a bit, but it wasn't quite what I had in mind. Those are dumb stories. Let's bury the old person of you. If you're listening to this right as you're going to the new year, because it is again only a couple months away when I record this, let's bury that person. Let's let go of that pain and hurt and give yourself some compassion and get out that pen and start writing that new story that you want to have the new version of you. What does that get to look like? Is it a healthier version of you? Is it a more loving relationship? Is it a better relationship with your kids, your family, your parents? Is it better coworkers, a healthier work environment, a more abundant and fulfilling career? That's me, I have to have a good career. or I have to feel good and valuable in there. Or it just ruins everything else. It t- sends a trickle into everything else. How does that, what does that get to look like? I wanna be healthier. I'm coming up on a big birthday next year i don't why wait why wait to get healthy why wait to get like a bad diagnosis from a doctor that says hey your cholesterol looks like this or you're approaching diabetes or any of that no don't wait for a bad diagnosis to make a life change or a health change do it now because it feels good your longevity why not even if i know i'm you know again i've heard this so many times i have to just stop everybody that's thinking this way you could get hit by a bus tomorrow why do you go to the gym every day you know what? I want to feel good all the way up until hitting that bus. Okay. So only the Lord knows when we're t- it's our time. Why not feel good in your body now? That's my mindset. I want to feel good today. When I start to go down that rabbit hole of self sabotage and emotional trauma because I'm overthinking something that's causing me pain and hurt and I'm trying to figure it out, you know, why do I feel this way? Why does this feel so yucky? I don't like it. I used to be addicted to the drama and trauma when I was in a toxic relationship for four years. Carrie's not addicted to that no more. That was a decade plus ago. I'm addicted to happy. I wanna feel good. I wanna feel excited for the next day. I wanna feel, I wanna look forward to life. I wanna savor all the moments. I wanna feel like life, life is in like three-dimensional, 5D even type of crazy colors, vibrant, alive. I wanna taste life. I wanna smell it. I wanna not just go through the motions of life. I wanna see it. I wanna feel that music as I'm driving up and down these hills through the countryside, looking at the gorgeous fall colors feeling that praise and worship song verberate through me and just vibrate that Holy Spirit energy. I want to feel it. I want to feel the moonroof open in the fresh air. I want to smell the trees and the leaves. I want to smell that wood burning stove that's in the distance. I want to feel the crisp air on my face. I want to feel the footsteps beneath me as I walk out just to go get the mail and enjoy That fresh breeze on my face and the lungs just filling up with air as I decide to go work out and that serotonin and then those endorphins are running through my veins and I feel so alive. That, my friends, is what life's all about. That's what you should get addicted to. That is happiness. Addicted to happy. You are given so many senses. God didn't just create you to be this robot going through life. On autopilot, you get to sense through it. And as an empath, of course, and my empath listeners, I've got a ton of you guys out there. Sometimes we want to turn off those feelings because they're so vibrant. They're so extreme. We're in sensory overload most days because we just feel everything a million times more. I'm talking about the good, yummy stuff, guys. And I know I'm getting on my soapbox right now and turning this into a preaching session, but... I want to inspire you to lead your life out of the garbage can. If you're in one right now, literally, it's what it feels like. You get to do it. Get in the driver's seat. See, seat, blah, blah. Driver's seat, y'all. Driver's seat. That's what I meant to say. Get in that driver's seat. Start the car. Put it in drive. Go. You get to choose. Choose everything on that list of what you want to change and start with what you can control. If you, can, again, you can't control how someone else feels about you, you can just choose your reaction. So if your boss thinks you need all this work, show him, show him or her, okay, you want to invest in me? I'll show you what I'm worth. I'll show you I'm invaluable. I'll show you I'm irreplaceable. I'm going to step up my game and watch them shift. You can control that to an extent or your, your significant other, your love life. You can't control how they feel about you, but you can. Open yourself up, be vulnerable, be loving, be sweet, be there for them. Show them, lead them in the relationship how you want to be loved. You've got to show others how to love you. That's all you can control. You can't force them, but you can show them. This is what I need in the relationship. Start to give them what they need. It's not all take, it's, you know, it's a total take and receive, you know, love. i I'm totally losing what I'm trying to say here, but give and take, that's the words I was thinking of. Give and take is what a relationship is anyways. You've got to know what they want too. It's not all, I need this, I need that, I need you to love me more, I need you to make me happy. No. It's what do you need from me? What can I do to make you feel special today? What can I do to make you feel loved? Make it a conversation, a heart-to-heart, face-to-face, holding hands. Get real with your partner. Don't complain about them behind their back. That's going to result in nothing but more angry energy. When you complaining just feeds the energy and it actually attracts the devil. The enemy's like, aha, I know which buttons to push now. This is where she has some pain. Thank you for that tidbit of knowledge. We're going to go to work on you this week and poke you where it hurts the most because we love to steal your joy. See how complaining is not your friend. It's not working. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I caught I, I will sometimes share to someone I trust about something that's hurting me right now, and then I'll nip it quick. Like, okay, I don't want to feed any more energy. I'm not going to tell this to five more people. I told it to someone I trust in confidence. This is what I'm going through. I feel a little icky about it. The anxiety is kicking in. I'm scared about this one situation, and then let it go. Do not repeat the same story to 10 more people. You're feeding that energy of complaining, and the enemy is jumping on that bandwagon, and is going to ruin your life they will do whatever he will do whatever it takes to destroy you don't let him win take back your power and start leading by example you got to first lead yourself how do i want to show up in this relationship what do i want from my partner how can i change and grow when you start to show him or her the inspiration of wow they really mean this and they're taking action and you know words are a dime a dozen talk is cheap Actions are everything. When the words and the actions start to match up, we trust people. We feel better about them. Jump all in. Lead by example. Show people how to love you. Show people that I'm serious. I want this this household to be healthier. That's it. Mama's buying better food, less sugar, more whole foods, more supplements, more natural stuff. I'm gonna start going to bed earlier because sleep is so important. It's like the number one most important thing you can do is get a good night's sleep. Changes your whole life and day. Lead by example, start going to bed sooner. What does that look like? What else can you change in your life? Where else can you lead? You want more peace and quiet, less screen time? Lead by example. If you're telling your kids, okay, take no more iPad, no more phones, no more whatever, and here you are watching your sixth episode in a row of Netflix, that's not leading by example or you want them to read more, why don't you pick up a book and read more? They're watching you as kids are watching you. Those precious souls are watching you. Kids hear hear you differently. They watch you, they watch you. They watch your actions more than they listen to your words. Oh my goodness, that's a whole nother episode. So let's get clear as we go into 2024, girls. Where can I lead? myself out of these trenches of things I'm not happy about and the default is you become a leader wherever you are you inspire people to make change in their life too you're inspiring them by showing your progress I remember talking to a client a colleague of mine and he's like what you got planned this week and I said you know what I'm just gonna keep working on my book I gotta write it gotta finish this book keeps changing and evolving. I'm almost done. And then I just, someone gave me an idea for another chapter and I just have to knock it out. Just got to do it. And he laughed and he went, ha ha ha, classic overachiever. I'm like, what? But he was impressed. He wasn't mocking me. He was just laughing that, of course, that's you. Yeah. You, you consult for Microsoft. You work here. You, of course, that's what you are. That's what you do. Of course. You know, you, like, you see those people on LinkedIn and their profile says, I'm an executive for such and such, but I'm also, you know, the top charity organizi- organiza- blah, orga- organizer for such and such, and I also have a side hustle or a business, and I also lead at my church and all the other things. You're like, wow, dude, how do you even? Do you ever turn off? I mean, that's kind of my my thoughts too. After I'm impressed, I'm like, of course, but you know what? They learn to lead themselves quickly. Of course they're an executive at some company or they of course they have their own business of course they are seen as a cheerleader somewhere they're leading themselves they're leaders they're natural leaders it's sexy right don't you think i think so of course they're they're jumping forward i don't know when i adapted to the leadership role i don't know if it was the space in our family of five kids where there was a seven-year gap and then I came along. It was almost like another dynamic of the older sibling again. I don't know. So I was kind of responsible for my younger sister for a while there. Our mom made me feel that way. I don't know when it showed up. I don't know if it's a DNA thing. I haven't done any research on this. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Some people are just born leaders, or some people are taught to be leaders, or some people are just leaders by default because their environment created them to be leaders. I'm not sure. But I know I'm the most comfortable when I'm leading from the front. And I'm not that type, I'll be in the crowd, I'll kind of watch and observe. But if someone does need someone to jump in, I'm going to do it. Same with even a conference call with multiple people. And if I'm, you know, kind of a part of the front runner of the call, I will jump in, wrap it up, let everybody off <laughs> early. Like, okay, great. Anybody need anything else? That was wonderful. Thanks for joining you, 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 y'all good. Okay, let's, let's log off seven minutes early. I will jump in as, and it is a natural, comfortable default for me. But there was a lot of times in my life and there's certain areas in my life still to this day where I'll take the sideline and let the man I'm with lead. I take the feminine approach and I want the man I'm in a relationship with to be the masculine leader. It doesn't feel comfortable leading the man. That's when I take a step back. I pray for him. I bathe him in prayer because that man you allow to lead your life is going to need God's help because if he does it right, he'll get all of his strength from the Lord before he takes your hand and leads you with his heart. So guys, again, lead yourself first with your head, get clear, get a strategy in place, get some solutions, then use your heart with your inspirational stories. If you're a leader like me or an author or speaker, you're going to lead with stories. You're going to lead people from their heart. They're going to be caught up in your inspirational story. Like, oh my gosh, you lost 20 pounds by doing that. Oh, I'm in. Or you found your husband this way, or you saved your marriage this way, or whatever that looks like. That's going to touch a person's heart then they're going to want you to lead, right? That's how it works. Kind of a quick little dynamic from a fun little meme that I saw online and I just ran with it in today's podcast episode. Where can you lead your life, guys? Stop complaining about it. Lead with confidence. The stronger your steps are and the more progress you make, that's when confidence shows up naturally. It takes courage to take the first step though. Got to have a little bit of that in there too big hugs, big love. Share this episode with someone you know that's struggling in that circle of self-sabotage where they just can't seem to get out of that, that pit they created for themselves. They can do it. They've got to be their own superhero, but they've got to do it. They've got to, no one's going to save you. No one's going to reach out. The more can we complain, no fairy godmother is going to show up. You've got to dig deep and pull yourself out of that pit. Get that strategy in place. First lead yourself, then lead others. It's good stuff it's a great feeling and you know what nothing's more fulfilling than being a leader and watching the change happen around you positive change that you got to create that's what we're here for guys it's a ripple effect it's all the good energy big hugs big love i'll see you on the next episode hi there friend if you enjoyed this episode do me a favor and double check that you're subscribed or following and if you've got a quick 30 seconds It would mean the world to me if you could leave me a five star review and share what you specifically liked about this episode.